Section 47 of the Kerner Commission Report. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 15 The News Media and the Disorders, Part 4 Reporting Racial Problems in the United States A Failure to Communicate the Commission's major concern with the news media is not in riot reporting as such, but in the failure to report adequately on race relations and ghetto problems, and to bring more Negroes into journalism. Concern about this was expressed by a number of participants in our Poughkeepsie Conference. Disorders are only one aspect of the dilemmas and difficulties of race relations in America, in defining, explaining, and reporting this broader, more complex, and ultimately far more fundamental subject, the communications media, ironically, have failed to communicate. They have not communicated to the majority of their audience, which is white, a sense of the degradation, misery, and hopelessness of living in the ghetto. They have not communicated to whites a feeling for the difficulties and frustrations of being a Negro in the United States. They have not shown understanding or appreciation of, and thus have not communicated, a sense of Negro culture, thought, or history. Equally important, most newspaper articles and most television programming ignore the fact that an appreciable part of their audience is black. The world that television and newspapers offer to their black audience is almost totally white, in both appearance and attitude. As we have said, our evidence shows that the so-called white press is at best mistrusted and at worst held in contempt by many black Americans. Far too often the press acts and talks about Negroes as if Negroes do not read the newspapers or watch television give birth, marry, die, or go to PTA meetings. Some newspapers and stations are beginning to make efforts to fill this void, but they still have a long way to go. The absence of Negro faces and activities from the media has an effect on white audiences as well as black. If what the white American reads in the newspapers or sees on television conditions his expectation of what is ordinary and normal in the larger society, he will neither understand nor accept the black American. By failing to portray the Negro as a matter of routine and in the context of total society, the news media have, we believe, contributed to the black-white schism in this country. When the white press does refer to Negroes and Negro problems, it frequently does so as if Negroes were not part of the audience. This is perhaps understandable in a system where whites edit and to a large extent write news, but such attitudes in an area as sensitive and inflammatory as this feed Negro alienation and intensify white prejudices. We suggest that a top editor or news director monitor his news production for a period of several weeks, taking note of how certain stories and language will affect black readers or viewers. A Negro staff member could do this easily. Then the staff should be informed about the problems involved. The problems of race relations coverage go beyond incidents of white bias. 
many editors and news directors plagued by shortages of staff and lack of reliable contacts and sources of information in the city have failed to recognize the significance of the urban story and to develop resources to cover it adequately we believe that most news organizations do not have direct access to diversified news sources in the ghetto seldom do they have a total sense of what is going on there some of the blame rests on negro leaders who do not trust the media and will not deal candidly with representatives of the white press but the real failure rests with the news organizations themselves they like other elements of the white community have ignored the ghettos for decades now they seek instant acceptance and cooperation the development of good contacts reliable information and understanding requires more effort and time than an occasional visit by a team of reporters to do a feature on a newly discovered ghetto problem it requires reporters permanently assigned to this beat they must be adequately trained and supported to dig out and tell the story of a major social upheaval among the most complicated portentous and explosive our society has known we believe also that the negro press manned largely by people who live and work in the ghetto could be a particularly useful source of information and guidance about activities in the black community reporters and editors from negro newspapers and radio stations should be included in any conference between media and police city representatives and we suggest that large news organizations would do well to establish better lines of communication with their counterparts in the negro press in short the news media must find ways of exploring the problems of the negro and the ghetto more deeply and more meaningfully to editors who say we have run thousands of inches on the ghetto which nobody reads and to television executives who bemoan scores of underwatched documentaries we say find more ways of telling this story for it is a story you as journalists must tell honestly realistically and imaginatively it is the responsibility of the news media to tell the story of race relations in america and with notable exceptions the media have not yet turned to the task with the wisdom sensitivity and expertise it demands negroes in journalism the journalistic profession has been shockingly backward in seeking out hiring training and promoting negroes fewer than five percent of the people employed by the news business in editorial jobs in the united states today are negroes fewer than one percent of editors and supervisors are negroes and most of them work for negro-owned organizations the lines of various news organizations to the militant blacks are by admission of the newsmen themselves almost non-existent the plaint is we can't find qualified negroes but this rings hollow from an industry where only yesterday jobs were scarce and promotion unthinkable for a man whose skin was black even today there are virtually no negroes in positions of editorial or executive responsibility and there is only one negro newsman with a nationally syndicated column 
news organizations must employ enough negroes in positions of significant responsibility to establish an effective link to negro actions and ideas and to meet legitimate employment expectations tokenism the hiring of one negro reporter or even two or three is no longer enough negro reporters are essential but so are negro editors writers and commentators newspaper and television policies are generally speaking not set by reporters editorial decisions about which stories to cover and which to use are made by editors yet very few negroes in this country are involved in making these decisions because very few if any supervisory editorial jobs are held by negroes we urge the news media to do everything possible to train and promote their negro reporters to positions where those who are qualified can contribute to and have an effect on policy decisions it is not enough though as many editors have pointed out to the commission to search for negro journalists journalism is not very popular as a career for aspiring young negroes the starting pay is comparatively low and it is a business which has until recently discouraged and rejected them the recruitment of negro reporters must extend beyond established journalists or those who have already formed ambitions along those lines it must become a commitment to seek out young negro men and women inspire them to become and then train them as journalists training programs should be started at high schools and intensified at colleges summer vacation and part-time editorial jobs coupled with offers of permanent employment can awaken career plans we believe that the news media themselves their audiences and the country will profit from these undertakings for if the media are to comprehend and then to project the negro community they must have the help of negroes if the media are to report with understanding wisdom and sympathy on the problems of the cities and the problems of the black man for the two are increasingly intertwined they must employ promote and listen to negro journalists the negro in the media finally the news media must publish newspapers and produce programs that recognize the existence and activities of the negro both as a negro and as part of the community it would be a contribution of inestimable importance to race relations in the united states simply to treat ordinary news about negroes as news of other groups is now treated specifically newspapers should integrate negroes and negro activities into all parts of the paper from the news society and club pages to the comic strips television should develop programming which integrates negroes into all aspects of televised presentations television is such a visible medium that some constructive steps are easy and obvious while some of these steps are being taken they are still largely neglected for example negro reporters and performers should appear more frequently at prime time in news broadcasts on weather shows in documentaries and in advertisements some effort already has been made to use negroes in television commercials any initial surprise at seeing a negro selling a sponsor's product will eventually fade into routine acceptance 
an attitude that white society must ultimately develop toward all Negroes. In addition to news-related programming, we think that Negroes should appear more frequently in dramatic and comedy series. Moreover, networks and local stations should present plays and other programs whose subjects are rooted in the ghetto and its problems. Institute of Urban Communications The Commission is aware that in this area, as in all other aspects of race relations, the problems are great, and it is much easier to state them than to solve them. Various pressures, competitive, financial, advertising, may impede progress toward more balanced, in-depth coverage and toward the hiring and training of more Negro personnel. Most newspapers and local television and radio stations do not have the resources or the time to keep abreast of all the technical advances, academic theories, and government programs affecting the cities and the lives of their black inhabitants. During the course of this study, the Commission members and the staff have had many conversations with publishers, editors, broadcasters, and reporters throughout the country. The consensus appears to be that most of them would like to do much more, but simply do not have the resources for independent efforts in either training or coverage. The Commission believes that some of these problems could be resolved if there were a central organization to develop, gather, and distribute talent, resources, and information, and to keep the work of the press in this field under review. For this reason, the Commission proposes the establishment of an Institute of Urban Communications on a private, non-profit basis. The Institute would have neither governmental ties nor governmental authority. Its board would consist in substantial part of professional journalists and, for the rest, of distinguished public figures. The staff would be made up of journalists and students of the profession. Funding would be sought initially from private foundations. Ultimately, it may be hoped, financial support would be forthcoming from within the profession. The Institute would be charged, in the first instance, with general responsibility for carrying out the media recommendations of the Commission, though as it developed a momentum and life of its own, it would also gain its own view of the problems and possibilities. Initial tasks would include 1. Training and education for journalists in the field of urban affairs. The Institute should organize and sponsor on its own and in cooperation with universities and other institutions a comprehensive range of courses, seminars, and workshops designed to give reporters, editors, and publishers the background they need to cover the urban scene. Offerings would vary in duration and intensity, from weekend conferences to grants for year-long individual study on the order of the Neiman Fellowships. All levels and all kinds of news outlets should be served. A most important activity might be to assist disc jockeys and commentators on stations that address themselves especially to the Negro community. Particularly important would be sessions of a month or more for seasoned reporters and editors, comparable to middle management seminars or mid-career training in other callings. The press must have all of the intellectual resources and background to give adequate coverage to the city and the ghetto. 
it should be the first duty of the Institute to see that this is provided. 2. Recruitment, training, and placement of Negro journalists. The scarcity of Negroes in responsible news jobs intensifies the difficulties of communicating the reality of the contemporary American city to white newspaper and television audiences. The special viewpoint of the Negro who has lived through these problems and bears their marks upon him is, as we have seen, notably absent from what is, on the whole, a white press. But full integration of Negroes into the journalistic profession is imperative in its own right. It is unacceptable that the press, itself the special beneficiary of fundamental constitutional protection, should lag so far behind other fields in giving effect to the fundamental human right to equality of opportunity. To help correct this situation, the Institute will have to undertake far-ranging activities. Providing educational opportunities for would-be Negro journalists is not enough. There will have to be changes in the career outlooks for Negro students and their counselors back to the secondary school level. And changes in these attitudes will come slowly unless there is a change in the reality of employment and advancement opportunities for Negroes in journalism. This requires an aggressive placement program, seeking out newspapers, television, and radio stations that discriminate, whether consciously or unconsciously, and mobilizing the pressures, public, private, and legal, necessary to break the pattern. The Institute might also provide assistance to Negro newspapers, which now recruit and train many young journalists. 3. Police-Press Relations the Commission has stressed the failures in this area, and has laid out a set of remedial measures for action at the local level. But if reliance is placed exclusively on local initiative, we can predict that in many places, often those that need it most, our recommended steps will not be taken. Pressure from the federal government for action along the lines proposed would be suspect, probably by both press and local officials, but the Institute could undertake the task of stimulating community action in line with the Commission's recommendations, without arousing local hostility and suspicion. Moreover, the Institute could serve as a clearinghouse for exchange of experience in this field. 4. Review of Media Performance on Riots and Racial Issues the Institute should review press and television coverage of riot and racial news and publicly award praise and blame. The Commission recognizes that government restraints or guidelines in this field are both unworkable and incompatible with our Constitution and traditions. Internal guidelines or voluntary advance arrangements may be useful, but they tend to be rather general and the standards they prescribe are neither self-applying nor self-enforcing. We believe it would be healthy for reporters and editors who work in this sensitive field to know that others will be viewing their work, and will hold them publicly accountable for lapses from accepted standards of good journalism. The Institute should publicize its findings by means of regular and special reports, it might also set a series of awards for especially meritorious work of individuals or news organizations in race relations reporting. 
5. An Urban Affairs Service Whatever may be done to improve the quality of reporting on urban affairs, there always will be a great many outlets that are too small to support the specialized investigation, reporting, and interpreting needed in this field. To fill this gap, the Institute could organize a comprehensive urban news service, available at a modest fee to any news organization that wanted it. The Institute would have its own specially trained reporters, and it would also cull the national press for news and feature stories of broader interest that could be reprinted or broadcast by subscribers. 6. Continuing Research our own investigations have shown us that academic work on the impact of media on race relations, its role in shaping attitudes, and the effects of the choices it makes on people's behavior, is in a rudimentary stage. The Commission's content analysis is the first study of its type of contemporary riot coverage, and it is extremely limited in scope. A whole range of questions needs intensive scholarly exploration, and indeed the development of new modes of research and analysis. The Institute should undertake many of these important projects under its own auspices, and could stimulate others in the academic community to further research. Along with the country as a whole, the press has too long basked in a white world, looking out of it, if at all, with white men's eyes and a white perspective. That is no longer good enough. The painful process of readjustment that is required of the American news media must begin now. They must make a reality of integration, in both their product and their personnel. They must insist on the highest standards of accuracy, not only reporting single events with care and skepticism, but placing each event into meaningful perspective. They must report the travail of our cities with compassion and in depth. In all this, the Commission asks for fair and courageous journalism, commitment and coverage that are worthy of one of the crucial domestic stories in America's history. End of section 47. Recording by Maria Casper.